Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Feel Strong creates one-on-one solutions for committed people without wasting time or compromise. We build and rebuild motivated individuals using programs designed exclusively for them. Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock and today I'm going to ask you to stop scaling your workouts. If you don't know what scaling is, typically scaling is something that comes up in group classes and or on template programs, and it is usually a substitution for a skill or movement or a adjustment to make things typically the way it is presented easier. None of these things are necessarily bad. However, I want you to stop scaling. The first thing I want you to do is stop calling it scaling. Whether you are an athlete, exerciser, mover, or a coach, programmer, gym owner, whatever task you have here, whatever your role is, I think saying scaling, even if it wasn't originally meant this way, has become insulting, has become dismissive, has become less than, has become something that makes people feel bad about what they're doing. This comes up especially in CrossFit classes, but in other group programs too. I suspect this will ring true for many coaches. An athlete will report what they did on a workout to you and then follow it, oh, but I just scaled. I just scaled it. As if they weren't working out, as if somehow the movements they were doing or the workouts they were doing or the exercises they were doing don't match up to what was expected or what other people were doing. Other people did something better than what what I did. I would humbly suggest that you call it anything else. I like modifying. We're going to modify this workout. Now, in a one-on-one workout, if you have a workout designed exactly for you, this should really never come up because ideally the workout is designed exactly for you. It will still occasionally pop its head up. If you're in a gym and you need a certain piece of equipment that is spoken for or in use and you don't really have time to wait for it. If you're in the middle of a workout and something starts hurting or not feeling quite right, you're doing something very grip intensive and your hands really hurt today and you don't know why. Or you've got something niggling in your shoulder and we've had shoulder problems before. You're a little trepidatious, so you don't want to do exactly that movement and you sub something in. You modify the workout to meet where you are that day. Potentially, you message your coach and ask what the best substitution or modification would be. Or you make a decision on your own and let your coach know what you did. All perfectly reasonable. Now, this could apply, this modification. We could be modifying skills. We could be modifying loads, weights used. We could be modifying distances for doing some sort of distance, rowing, running, biking, skiing, swimming. Or movements themselves, completely changing out movements, variations on movement, etc., etc. Part of the reason I don't like the idea of scaling, of there being a single standard for a workout and then other things are scaling, is because everything is a scale. Everything is a modification. There is nothing special about one movement over another, especially when it's written for a group. It really doesn't make sense. And one of the places this really comes into clear focus is body weight movements. Because body weight movements 
by their nature, the load is going to change person to person. A 300-pound person and a 200-pound person and a 150-pound person are all moving very different loads. Now, you can make certain assumptions about their potential strength level, and you may or may not be right, depending on the person, but it is a very different load. So someone doing 10 pull-ups, you have just described very different stimuli for every different kind of person in the room. It is not going to be exactly the right thing for everybody. And that is the stimuli is where I think a lot of these decisions should come from. I'm going to make the assumption working on this that we're talking about a group class format or a template program that you're interpreting for yourself, something that wasn't exactly crafted for you. Ideally, if it was crafted for you, this is all taken care of. It is something we certainly strive to do on a very regular basis, day to day, week to week with everybody we work with. If you are interpreting a group class program, whether you are a coach or an athlete or a template program, you've bought someone's online program and you're trying to do it on your own. Ideally, the stimulus is presented and explained to you. If not, I think it's a good idea to ask. If you can't ask, if there's no facility for that, try and interpret what this would look like for the person that this has potentially been written for. Maybe that's the person who wrote the program. Maybe they do all of their own stuff and you watch them doing these programs and you're following them. If there's a coach at the front of the room and this is in person, ideally you can ask them, what is the stimulus here? What is it supposed to be like? What's it supposed to feel like? How long should it take? How hard should it be? And that's where we can craft it. Because for one person, 10 pull-ups is going to be exactly the right stimulus. For another person, 20 pull-ups would be the right stimulus. 10 is going to be way too easy. It's not even going to touch what we want to get out of it. For another person, 10 pull-ups with a significant amount of assistance, maybe in a Gravitron or standing in a band or using their feet on the ground to take some of that load off, that will be the right assistance. Because what we actually need is we still need 10 reps but we need it at a load that they can move maybe unbroken or in two sets, for example. The stimulus is what all of this stuff should come from. What are you trying to accomplish? What are we working? What's the idea? How long should it take? How hard should it be? Craft it around this because everything is a modification. Everything. There is nothing magical about doing 21 thrusters at 95 pounds. Nothing. At this point, that is a benchmark that is far too easy for many people. It should be heavier for a lot of people who do this a lot. The other side, there are plenty of people that should not be doing it with a barbell at all. They can't possibly get the desired stimulus using a barbell. They don't have the mobility. They don't have the flexibility. It's never going to work. It's literally the wrong thing to do. They won't get there using that piece of equipment. So we modify it. We give them dumbbells. We give them kettlebells. We give them a medicine ball. We give them something else. It is a modification to get the right stimulus. Acting like workouts are set in stone or there's anything special about a benchmark or RX or what have you workout, I think seriously misses the point in everything other than sport. If it is sport, if it is for competition, then yes, you need certain benchmarks. It's a 100-meter dash. It's a marathon. It's a one-rep max back squat. 
etc., etc. These are things that you're doing for points to win a competition. However, the 100-meter dash is going to be too short for some people and too long for other people trying to get the required stimulus out of it, assuming we're training, assuming we're working out, assuming that we are moving toward for a goal and towards a goal with all of these choices. All of this exercise selection, all of this workout design is a stimulus designed to elicit a response, and that response is moving you toward your goals. If you are deciding to modify something for yourself, another way to think about this, I do think it should all come from the stimulus, but you can reverse engineer this for yourself. And what are your goals? What are your priorities? If it is a priority of yours to get your first body weight pull up, then you need to do a significant amount of upper body pulling with high loads. Not super high volume all the time, but full range of motion at significant challenging loads. Now, this may not mean that you get to do it very quickly. So if one of your big goals is a body weight pull-up, I would suggest that doing a bunch of ring rows or a bunch of jumping pull-ups may not actually move you toward your goals particularly well. Maybe you need to use a band or a Gravitron some kind of assistance and do full range pull-ups that are fairly challenging and they won't be very fast. Probably not very many of them. If the workout calls for 10 pull-ups, maybe you're doing three and you can't even do three unbroken. You do two, take a short break, and then do one more. Is it going to look exactly like what everyone else is doing if they're racing, doing pull-ups for time? No. Will it more effectively move you toward your goal of a bodyweight pull-up? Absolutely. Absolutely. On the other hand, if you have bodyweight pull-ups or you don't care about bodyweight pull-ups and you just want to crank your heart rate, get really sweaty, this is the part where you want to just sweat it out, breathe hard, this is your cardio, your multimodal conditioning for cardio, then great. That's an excellent place to put in jumping pull-ups. That's an excellent place to put in relatively easy ring rows or easy inverted barbell rows or something like that. Something where you can just crank them out, get you know 10 in 12 seconds, and move on to the next thing. Very different movements, very different stimuli for very different goals. Seeking out what the stimulus of the workout is, whether it's a movement or a conditioning piece, etc., figuring out what we're trying to work on can really shed a lot of light on what the right choices for you would be. If you are not sure, or you have bigger priorities, you have goals and whys that you are working towards, we can always modify almost anything to move you toward your whys and toward your goals, even in a program that is designed for hundreds or thousands of people. Figure out what it is you want to get out of this movement, this exercise, this skill, this workout, and then your modification becomes a lot easier to figure out. Another way to think of this, especially when you're thinking about loads, resistances, using weights, is trying to figure out what the RPE is supposed to be or what the RIR is supposed to be. Maybe 21 thrusters at 95 pounds is exactly right for you. If you can almost do it unbroken, but it's pretty hard, but you can make it look really good, it just takes a lot of work to you know make it look really excellent. 
And if, but if it's supposed to be an RPE of five, if you're supposed to do 21 thrusters in 42 seconds, then maybe you need to use a significantly lighter load, or maybe the barbell isn't even the right piece of equipment for you. Remove the word scaling from your vocabulary. Coaches, it is doing damage to your athletes in ways you don't understand. Athletes, it is messing up your self-talk in ways you don't understand. You can call it anything you want. I suggest modifying, using that term, modifying, but you can call it anything you want. But stop calling it scaling. Figure out the stimulus for the day. Figure out the goal. And or figure out your goal. What are you going to get out of this workout? Reverse engineer it from that. That's your modification. That's exactly the right thing to do. If you're in a room with 10 people, they should all probably be doing 10 slightly different workouts. To be maximally effective and maximally efficient and really dial things in, everyone should probably be doing something a little bit different just dialed into them. If you are interested in a program exactly dialed in for you and exactly aimed at your goals and stimulus that moves you toward your why, get in touch. I think that's what I have to say about scaling for today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Podcast. If you want to reach out about solving your fitness problems, find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit or apply to get started now on our website, feelstrong.me. Subscribing, rating, and sharing this podcast is an enormous help and has more impact than you know. Thank you for doing that if you're able. If you feel stuck, if you know where you want to go but you aren't sure how to get there, reach out. It's what we do.